And welcome to All's Fair in Lava and Floor. I'm Amanda. And I'm Anne. And we are here to talk about everyone's favorite obstacle course game show, Floor is Lava. And this week, we are joined by author and uh, podcaster and person who made like 10 gallons of chili a couple weeks ago, Justin McElroy. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. It was 15 gallons Oh, of you're chili. right. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't It was have the most chili you. anyone's ever made, and it was 15 <laughs> gallons. That's the world record. It's over. Well, but didn't didn't your mother-in-law also make 15 gallons of She did. Okay. She did, but so that's not joint. more than me, so it's a tie. Got it. She had like one ounce less than 15 gallons, so she said I should have the when Guinness came by, they're like, "Congratulations, Justin!" Yeah, thanks. I was gonna say thanks for inviting me, but Amanda, you're in control of my schedule, so you could have just put this on here, and I would have just showed up. That's true. <laughs> like, I don't know. Amanda said, "Amanda, Amanda said, said to be to here." This. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I try not to abuse my power that much. Uh, Travis was uh, a guest in our first season back in 2020, mm -hmm. um, and I had not exercised my uh my power over anybody else <laughs> in the meantime but yeah i mean i i was really looking forward to this episode and uh this season overall because this episode had a team of literal professional mermaids on it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i was psyched about that because one of my friends uh is currently dating a literal professional mermaid and so i've my eyes have been opened to this entire career path that I didn't know existed relatively recently. So I got very excited. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'd like to speak on the mermaids when we get to that point. The, it, it was curious. I thought that um, we were, we were told that they are professional mermaids, but there was very little I would describe as like, Oh, this is an environment where a professional mermaid would be. Right. It seemed like a bunch of kids who had swimming pools and they kind of just like went and, hung out in their swimming pool, which is good. Yeah. I mean, it's nice yeah. work if you can get it. No sh no shade here. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It was it was also what, not what I expected because I live in Florida and so if you're- Wikiwachi. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if you're a professional mermaid here, you're probably at Wikiwachi or um, maybe that's similar. The, maybe that's, and maybe that's like the A-team. You know, like that's the, <laughs> that's the majors is yeah. going to Wikiwachi. Like you got to start somewhere. The farm yeah. club is like Dylan's swimming pool on his bar mitzvah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I could see that. I think that tracks. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Uh, in my, I'm just, we're just going to speak on this now because I was too excited about it. I'm not going to wait. Um, in my education on this subject uh, through my friend and her girlfriend, um, it has been absolutely mind numbing because you're basically going through like lifeguard training in order to do parties and events and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. it is, mm. it is, you know, doing bar mitzvahs and all of that, but also having to be able to pass tests to say, yes, I can hold my breath for three minutes. And yes, I can swim with like giant weights uh, on my chest and on my arms and all of that sort of stuff. So it, I thought it was very cool. I wasn't sure how much those skills would apply to this game, which was about not being in the water. Yeah. Right. Um, that's true. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, let's let's try to get into the the meat of the episode a little bit. So our our first team 
was a bunch of bros, uh, which is like my my particular favorite brand of team on Flora's Lava, uh, because mm-hmm. they're always going to be either charming or idiots or both. And that's great <laughs> for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It looks every time you get a group of um, three dudes, it's the energy is always like, look at these freaking guys. Look yeah. at these doofuses. Like <laughs> I, I, I we talk. Cindy and I used to talk a lot about like when we were doing a TV podcast and still we used to talk about things feeling doocy, which is short for like producery. Sure. Like, um, so the part that struck me about these cats is like the <laughs> their thing is like, we love to cruise. And it's like, well, well. Well, <laughs> is it that or were the producers like, there's got to be something. Um, do yeah. you guys do anything like together? They're like, we went on a cruise two times. Like, OK, you guys love cruises and you're obsessed with them <laughs> and you love going on them. Because like as someone who's been on several cruises, I need more details from these cats because yeah. I know it's not the three cruises I've been on. Right. On, on the Joko cruise. These are not Joko people. I don't think they feel like. Blink-182 cruise, you know, like, yeah. like Blink-182, never-ending <laughs> summer featuring Good Charlotte, you know, like exactly. that, like that oh. cruise, that's, that feels like it. Yeah, no, that absolutely nails it. Like, this is one of the most egregious, like, loosely tied associations yeah. for the teams that I've seen on this show, and most of them are not very strong to begin with. So it, it's a it's a low bar to to say yeah. that it's it's believable, and this one, wowzers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were committed to the bit. Like, they they yes. went along with this fully. I mean, I think that, so they come out in not only Hawaiian shirts, but wearing lays and little captain's hats and holding holding tropical beverages, which yes. I, I, I was impressed by. And I thought when they set the drinks down, surely the lays are coming off. But no, no, no. they stayed. On. It had to have been a tactical disadvantage, right? You don't want something like that around your neck. Couldn't it? Shouldn't it have been a safety concern potentially? That would have been a terrible way for someone to be injured on this course. Oh my gosh! It could have been like a grappling tool, perhaps yeah. if they'd been constructed properly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they weren't put to use. I don't think. No, they weren't. And you know, these guys—they had the best energy of people running this room. Uh, yeah. They were just like having such a good time and like happy to be there uh, and doing the like playing it up and and talking about their run as they're going in a really like charming and fun to listen to way. It wasn't like some of the, um, you know, stand up comedians or actors that have been on who you can tell are trying really hard in the hope that mm-hmm. this will go on their reel someday. Uh, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so so this was like really endearing for me and just I loved their energy. And even afterwards, when they went up with Rutledge on the uh, the lava lounge, which I didn't know was its name until this episode, um, like they were fun to have up there chatting with him. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was so great. I love when someone is on like they. OK, the design. I did not appreciate the design of new Flores Lava enough until the from a game design perspective right i think about that kind of stuff a lot as somebody who watches a lot of like survivor and things like that like i i think about that a lot i did not appreciate the sort of like multi-layered genius of the structure until i saw these guys like absolutely beef it like uh, absolutely (laughs) not get very little done 
but they they were able to hang on to hope. Yeah, like throughout yeah. the episode, it's a great it's a great thing. You just see these guys, and it's increasingly desperate chances. Like it's like <laughs> okay, well, if this person falls at exactly this moment, like it's hilarious. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, everything about the the updates for this season, especially like last episode and this one, uh, it came down to like a really tight technicality level of rule. That yeah, still right. meant that someone was in it. Uh, like the fact that that is now an option is just so huge and it did so much for the game. And it means that every episode feels like it has stakes in a way that uh, it didn't always in the first right. season. So yeah. I, I do love that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, if I could talk about one other thing that's not dependent on, I don't want to forget about it. And yeah. It's not dependent on any one of the three teams, but. I was listening to the last episode that you did about this room yeah. with Tom in mm -hmm. June. Yeah. And Tom made, and it kind of blew my mind because Tom on that episode makes a comment that I made to Sydney last night and it's about poor Rutledge's shirt. Yeah. So they got poor Rutledge in the exact same shirt that looks like he was eating a French dip sandwich <laughs> right before the show started. <laughs> and he got super sloppy double dare way up on it. And it's the exact same one from the last time they did this. So I'm, I'm assuming they do like, they're pulling down, you know, multiple episodes per day because uh, why else is he wearing that ghastly right. shirt? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it's 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 really terrible. Speaking of, you know, Relage isn't uh, uh, rail thin, which I as right. somebody who's been in a body like that, I can appreciate. One of the top things I look for in my garments is things that don't look like I got a super sloppy roast beef sandwich <laughs> right before I did my TV show. It's terrible. That's rough. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Way to do the research because yeah. uh, I I had already had the suspicion uh, that they filmed, you know, the same room on one day and season two and three were actually one season um, and all shot on one day or, you know, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, I had forgotten to check that because, yeah, last episode we were in the garage and I had gone back to watch the first garage episode and noticed Rutledge in the same outfit and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, more, I mean, I think some, pieces. sometimes the stylists have really crushed it for, for Rutledge. And I think this was a little bit of a misstep, but because <laughs> the season wound up getting split, I, you know. Six months later, they're like, oh, man, that was a mistake. <laughs> shouldn't have, yeah, sure, shouldn't have done sucks. that. Yeah. Oh, man. We, we hoped it would be on trend by the time yeah. next season rolled around, but no dice. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice uh, one more instance of Netflix synergy, which seems to mm -hmm. be a big thing for season two and three. <laughs> uh, because they've had like people from other Netflix shows on, and then they had people talk about like the Queen's Gambit because they liked chess, which was another very loose team association. Mm -hmm. uh, and now this episode in the attic, there was just piles of Netflix DVDs on a shelf. So funny. <laughs> yeah. So funny. <laughs> I was like, this is how you know this attic's been basically abandoned, is there's Netflix DVDs in it. Yep. It must be a dictate from on high because um, Nailed It is a very big show at my house. I'm sure you guys are refused to talk about any other Netflix reality programming here, but we Netflix have our priorities. Very, uh, Nailed It is huge at my house. And like every episode now has to have some sort like they just did a Halloween season where like every episode was a Netflix tie in. There oh was like God. there was a Witcher episode with somebody from the witcher there's a cobra kai episode with somebody from cobra kai like every episode is like themed around another netflix show wow interesting i mean we are always had the inherent tie-in because uh rutledge would 
hosts another like reality competition show on Netflix about oh. barbecue. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's a whole nother level. That's wild. Um, yeah. I mean, you- when they... F- Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Anne. Well, I was just going to say, I, I, I think they have to, they're trying to play to the algorithm. And if you can't do that, you might as well play to the executives. But I, I do wonder whether or not those were real Netflix DVD envelopes or someone in the art department had to like lovingly recreate them. I did. Oh, this did flicker across my mind to wonder. But what are you going to say, Justin? Um, when they fall in the lava, mm-hmm. do they crouch down into it? This was a thing. Because this is the first time. There's a moment in this episode. It's when the first cat goes down. Or the um, I don't, you know, I'm not gonna learn these people's names. They are, <laughs> I will spend a few minutes re- removing them from my memory entirely as soon as I hit the export button. Right. But the there's one guy that falls off the box and it looks like like he stops and then he kind of sinks and like yeah. I don't know if it's like him crouching down, but it's not instant. It's not like if you just fell in liquid, you would just go right. Yeah. There's like he has a moment to sort of. Like, yeah. it falls slowly. It's very strange. I was talking with uh, Nate about this while we watched it last night. And uh, I think it was Jake, uh, not to force the names into your brain or anything. But uh, but yeah, Jake had that happen and he sunk in really slowly. And there was a point at which Nate and I both looked at each other and we're like, is he standing right now? Is he just... That's what it looks like. Yeah. It looks like he's standing and he's like crouching down, which got in, I got in my head like... Well, wait a minute. The thing can't be that it's only like waist high and you it have to crouch down be. into it because people would forget like they wouldn't yeah. do it. So right. like, I don't it would know. also it's be so, so dangerous. Yeah, that yeah. was true. Yeah. So like yeah. it has to be deeper than that. And so that was my argument. And I was like, well, maybe it's just that the lava is that thick that yeah. like, it takes forever to sink. And Nate told me that maybe. that was probably insane. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's the best thing I've heard. Right. It's like, the best solution. I, uh, yeah. Because it is nasty thick this season like it's Mm. a lot it's way thicker than it was in season one Mm -hmm. and it's grosser and everybody talks every episode about how sticky they are so like maybe i am okay now amanda i'm reviewing the footage yes i i have (laughs) i have gone back to approximately eight minutes in to watch the death of alex and I think what we might be seeing is slow-mo footage Mm. because the rippling looks a little slower than it did otherwise. I think it's a cut into slow-mo and then it's like he is falling. That is the best I can come up with because other than that, I don't know how to get away with it. That does make sense. And I I do wonder about the sort of the physics of the viscosity and whether it it does slow people sinking into it at all versus if they had fallen into water. Because it seems like it does, you know, even when they're not cutting away to the kind of sink cam. Because I think sometimes they have reshot that, that someone has gone under surprised and come back up. And they've been like, no, 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 hang on. You got to, you know, put your thumb up or whatever, (laughs) put your hand up. Let's do it. Let's do it again with drama this time. Um, I think they must have to reshoot it sometimes. But yeah, Yeah. I I am very curious about that. Kind of makes me want to drop some things into their lava tank just to see what happens. I know. Oh, that'd be a fun experiment to do. I wonder if they'll really ever let us on the show, Anne, because... Like that should be the final episode is like drain the lava. Here's what's happening. Yes. Yeah. Here's, Show me like, all the, the stuff prestige. on the bottom. Yeah. I actually there's one other thing that I noticed during the cruise cruise uh, run is that when uh, when Rocky was trying to get across uh, under that like spider web rope area mm-hmm. on the table. It looks like at a point the table just sort of won't move anymore. And I think it's attached to the bottom of the tank and like yeah. you can't pull it anymore because I think they're trying to prevent you from like 
well, I could just paddle boat across this room then. <laughs> like, you yeah. gave me a tool, I'm going to use it. But it it stops them just, just far enough that, like, they can't quite get to the next obstacle easily, which feels cruel at that point. Like, there's a bunch of open, there's a bunch of open pool in front of them there. Yeah. yeah. It's not the only obstacle that we've seen them, you know, kind of limit that way. Like all of the yeah. the ropes are clearly on on a track. I mean, I think some of that is because I'm assuming that there are sort of set mechanisms for these obstacles that are somehow mm-hmm. being relocated from one area of the tank to another when they reset. Um, you know, so I assume that the gramophone is actually the wheel from the garage. I mean, you don't build that. Why would you build that twice? Yeah, you can I'm build not the building top two part turntables. Twice. Yeah, but you're only building the foam part more than once. You don't have to build the actual mechanical thing that somehow has to work underwater in this viscous lava <laughs> more than once. Right. Um, so I assume that some of that is maybe not necessarily like limiting that particular thing on purpose, but because it's attached to a track that was used for something else. But I'm not sure. Uh, I also want to call out one quick uh uh, one-liner, a, a zinger, yeah. <laughs> singer from Rutledge, is Rocky says, at, right after Alex perishes, Rocky is standing on some ropes, and he says, well, all my friends are dead. Mm-hmm. And Rutledge's line is, Rocky losing all their friends is why most retirees start cruising in the first place. Oh my huh? God. <laughs> are you sure, Rutledge? <laughs> is that the I'm energy fl- you want to bring, Rutledge? <clears throat> Flores Lava Butt? <laughs> All retirees have dead friends, and that's why they cruise in any way. Here's back to the floor is lava. It's like, yeah. so what a wild energy, Rutledge. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, and my brain just like glossed right over the top of it, just wouldn't engage. I was like, no, thank you, actually. <laughs> that must have been a writer's room discussion. Like, are we sure this yeah. is the right vibe? This feels a little jerky boys to me. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, he had so few one-liners and stingers in this episode overall. I bet you, I mean, it might have been Rutledge being like, y'all, I didn't get to do anything this episode yeah. because yeah. Uh, the, the Baker's and the mermaids like went pretty hard on the puns. Um, I just think that they sucked all the air out of the room. Yeah, exactly. Rocky had a great, Rocky had a great death too. He fell from the, from the ropes and they had this amazing overhead shot, like, which is how long he must've been there that they're like, okay, let's get the camera positioned exactly right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's, I loved his like dramatic, like I'm taking this into my own hands because I know I'm not getting any further than this. Mm -hmm. It was, it was Um, poetic. There is a scene, okay, to further also your mystery of uh, the the flow of the show. Mm-hmm. When they come up to the lava lounge, they look fine yep. and their forearms are covered in slime. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and Rutledge hands them a towel like, ooh, gosh. It's like, Rutledge, we can see the rest of them, man. You just put slime on their arms. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I'm starting to think that it's just like two really big buckets that they just ask them to shove their arms into before Dunk we go. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, it's a full shower. It's a full, like, rinse off. We've had uh, contestants from the show on before and uh, they were like, yeah, it's a really cold shower. Like, you get cleaned up. But- the the like artistic uh lava that is being applied carefully before they go mm-hmm. back up is silly yeah yeah it starts to it starts to it calls everything into question right. please <laughs> the verisimilitude please yes <laughs> um but yeah so the cruise crew you know all fell in they they did their best loved their energy uh and then when we got to team bakers mm. i was so charmed by particularly Belinda Butters, um, (laughs) because I wanted to believe at first, like, oh, you know, 
this is a loose association thing that the producers forced onto them. And then I thought about it for a little while and I looked at Belinda Butters and I was like, I don't think the props department made that for them. I think that's Mm-mm. theirs. I think they brought it. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. think so. And that's the exact right energy I want people to have coming into this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Like they got a little face on it. They worked really hard to make it look like, you know, parchment wrapped thing of butter. It was just beautiful. <laughs> um, one of them had like really metallic gold lip gloss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was such an interesting choice for somebody who's about to fall in lava. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a really bold makeup choice yeah. for um, what was about to be a really disgusting experience. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might as well you might as well feel feel cool and feel good about yourself. And I mean, it was definitely like she matched it to her apron because she mm-hmm. had the yellow apron, too. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's quite charming that either. I mean, I assume people brought some of their own makeup and there's not. I mean, because you would think there's probably a makeup artist who gives people a once over or something. You know, you're going into lava anyway, but you might as well look good on camera before you do. Um, But I did wonder, like, did she was that, you know, she said, I'm I'm only going to do floor is lava if you let me bring my own metallic gold lipstick. Right. (laughs) And it goes on. Yeah. I mean, they definitely another thing that was new in like season two and three, I think, although at this point it has been. Uh, like two years since the first season came out um, is that they like worked harder to like give very specific colors or identifying markers to everybody on a team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that like I assumed it was also for the producer's benefit, but it has been helpful for me in uh, in my podcasting career of making a little note of Annie, yellow, Shelby, pink, Jasmine, blue. <laughs> like That is exactly okay. what my notes say verbatim. Right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like that, that must have been their assigned costume. And sh- Annie was like, all right, watch this and just went for it, which was great. And all of the, the mermaids had like extremely... Uh, bright makeup as well and like mm-hmm. very much themed to uh, themed to their color assignment. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the having the guys up on the the lava lounge with Rutledge for this run was uh, was particularly fun because they ended up having a lot of conversations about like how much better this team was than them. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Rutledge tried to do a, like, they've got an advantage on you. They've got those baker's arms. And one of the guys, I think it was Alex, was like, well, I mean, we lift drinks to our mouths. So <laughs> we're also pretty buff. <laughs> on our many cruises yes. that we go on regularly All together. the time, for sure, do a lot of cruises. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was interesting that... Um, you know, I, I mean, you could maybe you can make a case for the mermaids, but in terms of the cruise crew and the bakers, these were not very physical people to throw at one of the hardest, most physical rooms that they have done. Like this course yeah. is hard and it takes a lot of upper body strength and a lot of the obstacles are quite far apart. It's just it's kind of diabolical and it's not like you can't finish it if you're not, you know. I don't know, weightlifter or a, a rock climber or something, but it's a difficult course. And it was mm. interesting that they they chose to throw all of these people in this very punishing room. Yeah. At one point, Jasmine does like a full like deadweight hang off yeah. of the film canisters mm-hmm. for like a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Yeah. I, I don't think I could do that. I was watching her do that. And like she stuck her leg back to like try to get a kick off of the, the mirror that 
had tilted back up so that she could like get some momentum to go mm-hmm. to make the jump. And as soon as that like didn't work, I was like, I'm so sorry, bud. Yeah. Man, that sucks. <laughs> but I mean, this whole team made like some buck wild choices because mm. like everything that could have been a jump they tried to make it just a really big step first mm-hmm. like yeah. like the the jumps from the mannequins uh was just every single time i think it was uh annie yeah. uh just was like i'm just gonna try to step it i'm just i'm not jumping you can't make me um which maybe <laughs> is the right choice given how slippery and slick everything was but oh it's my gosh scary. nobody wants to jump yeah, and then Jasmine falling off of those rings when she finally was trying to make a jump was just heartbreaking. Ugh. Yeah, it was rough. I mean, I, I think that that reaching strategy worked surprisingly well, even though Annie mm-hmm. almost wiped out on that larger box because that was that one needed to be a jump, not a reach. Yeah. But, I mean, she was basically doing the splits at that point and managed <sighs> to somehow still pull herself up, which is extremely impressive. Yeah, no kidding. But then she did eventually, I mean you know, fall in on the gramophone jump, which mm-hmm. was not as noticeably punishing as it She did not been. jump. <laughs> I mean, you watch it, watch it again. She does not jump. She walks right off that gramophone and expects a different outcome. She's expecting that Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, like a visible bridge to appear because she just w- steps right off it. Yeah, there is no jumping happening. The, the gramophone is cruel. Uh, the gramophone is in my like top two evil uh obstacles on this show because uh the last episode of uh of this and now this one uh only one person in the last episode in the attic managed to make that jump Mm -hmm. i just remember that i didn't review i'm not looking at my notes i just remember it because if you don't jump off at what feels like the wrong time you're going against the like spinning direction of right Mm -hmm where it's going and it's just going to pull you away like your jump is going to just go nowhere and so it is absolutely bananas and the only reason it didn't come across as more evil this time was because most people didn't make it anywhere near it yeah <laughs> and anytime you got a moving floor like that like i can't even get off the doom buggies at the haunted mansion onto like the moving <laughs> trackway without hurting myself yeah yeah, it's rough. I mean, especially since, you know, most people, I mean, Annie managed to, well, take a load off as, as Rutledge <laughs> managed to get that joke in. Um, but, you know, some of the some of the smaller contestants managed to sit inside the gramophone. So they weren't at least spinning that entire time. But you have to assume, especially if you're standing instead of sitting on the gramophone, that's going to mess with your with your oh, whole yeah. perception of the room. Like just even though it's not spinning that fast, it's still going to it's still going to mess with you. And that makes it even harder. And that mm-hmm. the next obstacle you have to jump onto is higher than where you are, which is always harder than from a high obstacle to a low one. It's it's a difficult jump. Yeah, it, it is. It's rough. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, I think Alex in the the cruise crew who ended up on the gramophone, and he mm-hmm. just let himself spin around in circles in yep. a way that I was like, you don't even want to try to like walk against it and maybe not throw up into this lava. You don't want to try <laughs> like at all. <laughs> okay, bud. And then yeah, Annie sat for a little while uh, and then just did not make that jump. Just didn't. Uh, and then our final team was the mermaids, uh, which. Mm all had 
such cool names. I have a lot of name envy mm-hmm. issues because my name is Amanda, which was the most popular name for like the three years surrounding the year I was born. <laughs> I had a lot of like Amanda, no, not you uh, experiences. So I yeah. I loved these people's names. Imagine if you had been Quintessence. Yeah, Quintessence would have been Baller. Great name. <laughs> it is. It's got like three nicknames you could go with in it. It's And at one point Rutledge calls her Quinn. It's like, no. Quintessence, Quintessence. If I had a name like that, you say the whole name every time. Yeah, it it was beautiful and it was cool, and all of them had rad makeup and they're professional mermaids. I'm saying like twelve year old Amanda was like, "You people are my heroes, and will you be my mom?" <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Do you think that's her real name, or do you think that's their mermaid name? Because one of them is oh. named Oriel. I don't know. And she wears orange, and Ariel's a mermaid. I don't know. I don't you tell know. me. It's, I don't know. They'll never reveal. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to live in my truth of that. It's their real names because they're yeah, performers yeah. and I'm just going to buy in uh, because this is what they wanted me to experience and they did a good job. So, <laughs> And they came onto this course immediately prepared to outdo Rutledge at his own pun game. And I have to respect that. They, like while you're jumping, you're like, no, I will make time for puns. Yeah, I counted six total, um, wow. including a, a double use of oh my cod. Um <laughs> But I knew that that was the most important thing for me to take notes on throughout their run. Um. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, keeping track of those is huge. I, yeah. I got to give credit to the I, I was just, you know, ragging on the producers for the cruise thing. But um, I got to give credit to whoever is like talking to people, especially during the interview segments and like right before does a great job of getting people in like a fun headspace, mm-hmm. like a fun energy that isn't cringy and isn't like. So, so stage and crap. Like these three relaxing on the couch talking about being mermaids, they just seem like they're over at your house hanging yeah. out. It's, yeah. it's like a very relaxed energy that's a really nice counterpoint to a lot of shows like this that are so like uh, sort of buttoned down and, and, and self serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell that whoever is talking to them and interviewing them isn't one of the, types of people who's like, yeah, I'm just here to do my job. So like, we're going to ask you some questions and yeah. um, here's how it goes. Like they're bought in, they're having a good time and they're trying to make sure that everybody else has a good time. And it, it reads through basically everything in the show, but especially those intro packages. Yeah. It's so great. Um, I did have a little bit of, <laughs> I loved that they came into this room and immediately started moving. Oriel starts sending people off with instructions and like they start moving uh and then within i don't know a minute naya's in the lava she just fell instantly just fell as alex as alex observes she just saw the liquid and she knew that's my home yep i need to get in my home (laughs) she just had to go home yeah Yeah. and i mean one of the other girls even was like what happened no idea no idea it happened too fast she just kind of fell in the lava yeah i don't even feel like they had great coverage of it like no i don't think the cameras are ready for it to just absolutely fall in no i think i think it was that she was quite petite and i think that reach from the box to the portraits there must have been some lava there because she you can just see her she just kind of slides yeah she just gently slides and it's especially funny because i'm pretty sure that that particular haunted portrait is uh is anthony carboni the showrunner Um, so he's just sort of smiling at her the whole time as she's just (laughs) gently sliding into the lava oh that's beautiful i love that uh yeah it was it was great to just have one just 
right away, uh, especially because that box being a trick box that no one fell for but Rocky was also great. So funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just like, Rocky fell in in the most perfect comedic way. And then all the women were just like, no, actually, I'm good. Uh, I see through <laughs> your little toy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I do have, of course, uh, my usual faceplant counter going. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oriel had like a real winner in this Oh, yeah. One. Ouch. Yeah, it was rough watching her make that jump and then just like hit as hard as she could. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, a masterpiece of a face plant as far as I'm concerned. Like one of the best. Yeah, it got her, yeah. got her chest first and then yeah. her face. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. It was, it was a, it was a double bounce. It was great. I was so, uh, I was so pleased with that one, especially because she seemed fine afterwards. <laughs> yeah. She lived. Yeah, That's she the important lived. thing. Yeah. yeah, they haven't lost anybody yet. Yeah, <laughs> that we know of. That is that is what happens when you taunt the lava, though, because she was she was shouting at the lava, and then they did whoever had the the lava jet button for that particular lava jet just slammed it real hard. <laughs> I think that yeah, may she, have contributed <laughs> to her fall. She did scream real loud after that. I loved it. <laughs> uh, Oriel had one of a great line too, just moments before she passed. Mm-hmm. She shouted, "How do I jump?" Like, I don't like I don't know how to jump. It's like, oh, man, that's a very 2022 thing, isn't it? Our ancestors would have not known how to jump, but we have very little use for jumping as a skill anymore. Mm, Yeah. Um, So she's just forgotten that that heritage of jumping. And I mean, she sure doesn't have practice for it, you know, with mermaid work. So uh, Mm -hmm. so there's just a lot a lot there that uh, she had to unpack, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) She also. Even she rolled her eyes at uh, at Quintessence uh, doing a like use your muscles as a response mm-hmm. to that, and she goes muscles really muscles for the for the <laughs> pun of muscles like even even she was like I don't know man I feel like that one's a stretch and you probably should. I'm gonna give you like a B minus <laughs> shouldn't it be a C minus since they're mermaids oh I'm so sorry uh-uh. I'm, so I'm sorry, so sorry. I'm also recycling that from Animal Crossing so I get no credit but <laughs> eh, it's still a good pun you get you get the credit I didn't make that poll <laughs> I'm usually not the one who makes the poll you are the one who named the show the most perfect name in the, in the entire world so like I expect greatness out of you and you always follow through and I love that about you <laughs> thank you I, th- I feel like Quint- Quintessence kind of like got posted up and then she's like, I want to let them die so I can really pay attention to the lava floor room. Like, I, she does not, she gets on her shelf and she's like, waits for her friends to die. And then she's like, okay, now I will continue. Yes. Yeah. She was, I mean, she was clearly the one trying to like direct and, and mm-hmm. yeah. give instructions. And so once she had no one to direct, she was able to like focus on herself for a second and go, actually, I'm not going this way. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do me. Uh, sorry, yeah, y'all. And- and she was diesel. There is a yeah, point dude. where she was going from the web to the frames mm-hmm. where she was literally, I think, just holding her entire body weight with like one hand on the frame and one hand on the web. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. No. And then it was just the frame. It was wild. Yeah. She was yeah. so strong. She was doing such a great job. I had a part of my brain go like she could have done this by herself the whole time. She could have got all three <laughs> exit passes and then just like gone anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'd already kind of done double the the sort of arm heavy portion of the room because she had to, well, actually almost triple because she had to go all the way out on the wall, the mm-hmm. one wall to the mirror, couldn't go that way, had to come back and then do the other wall and the ropes. I mean, that's like the amount of 
of strain that that's putting on your body, especially when you're nervous. Like you could kind of see that she was nervous and was shaky a little bit, Mm -hmm. like just slightly, which most people are. And I'm sure I would be too. (laughs) like the combination of the adrenaline and your muscles just literally starting to get tired because you've been you've been doing this really intense thing for this amount of time. I was so impressed by her and that she managed to to keep going, especially without like her friends in the room to shout anything, you know, positive. There was nobody to kind of support her and keep her going. Yeah, no, it was it was really impressive. I do wonder uh, how happy the producer was with themselves uh, for shooting the lava jet directly in her face uh, (laughs) while she was on the Christmas lights. That was rough. Yeah, that was rough. The the way she responded to it was so resigned and so like (sighs) frustrated, and she just went, "Really? Yeah, okay, yeah, (laughs) a big." bunch of lava goo on my face right now that's exactly what i needed thank you and i there's a part of me that if i was the producer who had pushed that button i would feel shame i would feel shame and guilt in a way that i never would have on this show before (laughs) (laughs) but i mean she powered through man and that's bananas to me the fact that she ended up getting out was so powerful and so wonderful um i i was just so happy for her (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, the theming on this room is wild. Yes. The, it is such a um, a melange, <laughs> such a hodgepodge of like random stuff. Like there's some Christmas stuff and then there's film canisters. There's one ghost that seems to just be a bag with a picture of a skeleton painted on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That comes down from the wall. I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to take away from that. Um, yeah, it's... Picture of a rib cage. No, yeah. like not even a full skeleton. It's just like, a, it looks like a big... It's probably a prop from another room. You'll probably identify it if you did the legwork. It is. It is both the punching bag from the garage and the meat haunch from the kitchen. Uh, just yeah. just redressed with different fabric over it. I guess there's only so much you can do without, yeah. you know, interfering with the function of the uh, of the of the whole apparatus. And <laughs> you know, you can't. You just put a sheet on it. It's fine. It's kind of a ghost. I guess we'll put some ribs on it. It's good to go. <laughs> yeah. Now it's spooky. Uh, like like the spider web that's just a rope, and like yeah, these paintings that are I mean just painting. It's it, they tried really hard to put a, a spooky aesthetic on this one, and but also this is the attic, and they just sort of shoved anything they could get away with not repainting and not mm-hmm. redoing, and just put it in there as like I don't know, you put stuff in your attic. That's yeah. what they are, right? That is how you use an attic in their yeah. defense. Um. Real quick, mm-hmm. uh, did because I did do like we talked about. I did some research. Mm-hmm. I wanted to read to you all um, uh, Qu- Quintessence's bio. Oh my gosh! Uh, Quintessence name was given to her by her second mother, Mother Ocean, because she represents the quintessential species of the Earth's waters, the Merfolk. Sometimes oceanic names can be a bit tricky for a young human kin to pronounce, so children like to call her Quinn. Quinn was born in the Mekong River in Thailand. Thailand, sorry. I don't know why I said Thailand. I know the word. Thailand, but migrated to the Southern California Malibu coast when she was just a little merling. Raised along the other saltwater merfolk of the Pacific, she quickly adapted to the salinity of her new ocean home. Now, this is interesting. You want to hear a secret? Yeah. Quintessence is not a mermaid. (gasps) Though humans always refer to her as one, Quintessence is actually what's known as an ondine. As an ondine, the only way for her to ever trade in her tail for toes is to fall in love with a human. This is only one of the many reasons her parents disapprove of her frequent visits to the land. Y'all, this this goes on for an extremely long time. <laughs> there is 
There are pages upon pages. That's fantastic. Over at uh, SheRoseEntertainment.com. Lots of different uh, mermaids that you can read up on uh, and get their full story. I love that commitment so much. Now, mm-hmm. I uh, I don't think I would have the wherewithal to write that much of a, a life story for myself because I wouldn't do it about my real life, which I could just like think about. Uh, and have in front of me, much less make it up and write it. But Amanda, wow. I've known you for a little bit. I bet you put that much backstory into a and d character at some point. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay, yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, you know, half the time when I play d and I just go, I don't know, make them uh, hit stuff real good. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I have my uh, highs and lows. I can be, uh, I can be cerebral or not, uh, <laughs> depending on the day. Wow, that's such a good bio, though. I love that so it's much. Great. I hope I hope the three of them have gotten so much more business uh, oh, since I'm this sure. started airing. Yeah, honey, it's look, it's quintessence from your favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess maybe they uh, didn't have to because uh, the volcano section went wild. Uh, mm-hmm. And check me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time we've had a like. Well, they're just watching to see if they yeah. lose or not. Uh, no, absolutely. Sort of yeah. This is the first time that the, the first people to get up the volcano could not complete their run and had to just sit there. And that's got to be pretty punishing. And I do yeah. wonder if there was some producer backstage like, oh, man, we did not plan for this scenario. I mean, right. I think that was I don't know what else you would do. I don't know that there's another variable you can throw in there to sort of cover that situation. Right. But man, that must have been that must have been heartbreaking because they, they were up really fast. They were doing a great job. Yeah. And then I had to watch that replay over and over again of Jasmine falling to see why she fell. And I had initially thought that her foot had slipped. And then I realized the rope moves. So there's a groove, a deeper groove in that part of the volcano where you're sort of supposed to slot the rope into so that it doesn't move. Mm-hmm. And mm. somehow it managed to bounce out of that groove over to another one. Then she falls because like there's sort of a little bit of an impact. Um, oh. And then they pulled it back over. Uh, into the slot again but it's definitely supposed to be in that specific spot um, and it just for some reason it bounced and you can't see because of the way it was framed you can't see what was happening I don't know if one of her teammates hit it with something like hit it bumped it with their leg and it was enough or what happened there but yeah it was pretty heartbreaking I don't think there was anything she could have done no I, I don't think there was a, either it's a heck of a fall too. yeah, yeah. I mean it that People are. I think. I wonder if the producers had a minute, moment where they're like, "Uh oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they don't really think about this." Like, they're not supposed to do this. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's not like a fun. Like, oh, you fell off a couch. It's like, well, you just fell ten feet. <laughs> you're okay. Yeah, you but... literally just tumbled down the side of a volcano. <laughs> yeah, there's clearly a reason that they have to like hook in once they get halfway up where they're mm-hmm. like, no, no, you cannot fall off from here. We can't let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bananas. And like, yeah, they moved so much faster that I think both of them who who made it through, um, Annie and and Shelby, both had their rocks in before any of the mermaids had gotten up to like that halfway point even and so they were really just standing there watching i even have a quote from uh annie where she was just saying i hope they don't fall but i i hope they do (laughs) yeah yeah i remember that um 
There's also, uh, if you watch Jasmine, lo- <laughs> it's so bizarre. Jasmine loses her bandana yeah. as she's mm-hmm. falling. And then, then it just is stuck to the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see her, which makes me wonder, like, did you get a bonk? It, it makes you feel like you yeah. maybe got a little bit of a bonk going down because it, uh, that's rough. I, I don't know how it would come off otherwise. Yeah. And then one last, like, beautiful quote for me was uh, <laughs> Oriel was trying to climb up and Quintessence again was doing the like leader telling people what to do, making sure everybody else got up before she got up. Um, although she tried to start first and they swapped out so that she would be, a, uh, she would go last, I think because she was struggling a little bit, but uh, Oriel was like, I, I can't reach. I can't get up there. And Oriel was like, you can, you have the legs do it. And it was so <laughs> intense. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, of course. Yes, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> it was so good. And then uh, a, a really good, uh, we put the fin in Finnish when they are celebrating. Oh, I didn't win. even hear that. <laughs> oh yeah. It was That's one great. of the quiet ones because all of the, uh, all of the volcano audio gets really muddled really fast as their mm-hmm. microphones get covered in goo. Um, so it was pretty quiet. I only caught it on my second watch through. Uh, but yeah, we put the fin in Finnish. <laughs> uh, so Justin, uh, every week mm-hmm. we ask our guests, uh, to tell us if they could have any two teammates to try to take a run at this show, uh, who would they be? They can be, you know, celebrities, they can be fictional characters. Somebody once suggested that they would uh, bring a Muppet so that they could throw it as far as possible. Um, so, you know, the the world is open to you. The world is your mm-hmm. oyster, if you will allow me. <laughs> right. Um, I, have, I have the best team, I think. Obviously, I mean, it's me. Yes. I'm the dead weight. And then we have uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which is mainly for, like, physical strength is huge. I feel like he's going to get up the wall really quick. But more like it's that he doesn't lose. He doesn't so lose stuff, I, yeah. He doesn't lose its stuff. So if I'm on his team, I feel like we'll win because he doesn't lose its stuff. Sure. I feel like there would be some good motivational tools there too in the rocks in the rocks belt of like, Justin, you can do it. Justin, push yourself to the limit. I've always believed in you. You're my, you're my favorite of the three McElroys, like mm. that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so the rock and Philippe Petit would be my other um, pick. Philippe, as you know, as everyone knows, the subject of the uh, hit uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt film, uh, The Walk, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Man on Wire, that that documentary. Oh. He walked between the t- Twin Towers in 74. Um, it was like a, a, a daredevil acrobat. Like, if, if I need somebody who I know is not going to fall in the lava, Philippe Petit would be my number one dude. So we got Philippe and The Rock and me nice. bringing up the rear at a very like at a sort of like bringing lemonade and hoping the rock can throw me across the various <laughs> gaps. <laughs> that is an option that I would just get on the rocks back and be like, let's go. Let's it doesn't go. matter. Let's go. Man, I wonder if they have a rule against but throwing piggybacks. No, I mean <laughs> no fastball specials, please. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like they would have to at some point. I feel like if this game Maybe this is one of the many reasons that it's like vaguely low stakes. It's like, here's a lava lamp and $10,000 to divide between the three of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because 
if it were too much, it would start getting into the like, all right, so I'm bringing my friend. Now she is four, eight. Uh, and then I'm bringing my other friend and she is six, eight. And what we're going to do is you're just going to go in a little like baby Bjorn on, uh, on the other person's uh, back and we're just going to go. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, I, now I'm curious if, if piggybacking yeah. is going to be banned at some point. I can't wait. They got to let him try it one time, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, one time. And then Rutledge has that, you know, little piece of uh, trivia audio that he can use when he's vamping to himself when nobody's up uh, on the on the platform with him <laughs> during the first <laughs> team's run. Now, in uh, in 2022, we had to ban piggybacking because... <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, it sounds like you would probably win. I think you're the third person to say The Rock. Maybe the fourth. Mm, it's just, but it, it's because it's the right lose. choice. Yeah. I mean, it's the right choice. Yeah. He no, doesn't lose. He doesn't lose. My other option was going to be Doug Jones. Mm. Like, I just feel like Doug Jones would do, re- like, has great control over his own body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he sure. would be able to uh, get through that with, with very little struggle. Yeah. But couldn't throw me. So that's a big negative. Yeah. Well, Justin, I hope someday that you get to be the one who tests the limits of like the the Airbud rule of it's not in the rule book, so you can throw people <laughs> uh, on the show because that would bring a lot of joy to my life. <laughs> yeah, me too. Here's hoping. Uh, well, Justin, thank you so much for for joining us. This has been really really fun. Yeah. Uh, it's my great pleasure. Thanks for giving me an excuse to watch the floor is lava. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. It's always. Always nice. Uh, uh, let us know where people can find you, or if you have anything specific you want to plug. Yeah, if we're uh, if you head on over to McElroy.family, you can find all the stuff that we're working on. We're uh, uh, about to head out to uh, here in the next few weeks to go uh, on tour. We're gonna head over to uh, uh, Cincinnati and Detroit, and then two shows in Washington D.C. that are. Our podcast, my brother, my brother, and me, and the Adventure Zone. So if you go to the to McElroy family, click events and see that. And then our uh, graphic novel, the the um, the Eleventh Hour, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yes, is going to be coming out <laughs> in February. You can go to theadventurezonecomic.com to pre-order that. Yeah, you know, peeling back the curtain. We're working on like three graphic novels at a time. Hard to keep <laughs> track always, of which one's about really, to come out. <laughs> yeah, it's really rough, actually. <laughs> I truly had a moment of like, no, it's not 11th hour, is it? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Thank you to Dr. Popular for the use of his song Lava as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, You can hear more of his music on Bandcamp, and we've linked that in the episode description. And as we sail away on our Netflix-sponsored baking-themed cruise with mermaids leaping off of the bow, it's very important that we all remember... All's fair and lava ends. Floor! <laughs> that was a good yell. <laughs> it was a very good yell. I'm very impressed. Thanks. Thanks.